and we're back we're back episode three and it's a monday morning where i think we're definitely into the swing of like our monday morning recording now yes and it's really it's nice i feel motivated to get up at the start of the week just to know okay we're going to record the beauty podcast this morning it's nice it's a good way to start the week it's a really lovely way to like ease into your week i at first I was like oh my god I'll be panicking getting on my emails and stuff but <laughs> yeah. um especially because I've just come off a few days annual leave I was like oh god do I really have time to record a podcast but you know what you guys like killed it last week my emails are in a really good space so props to you guys <laughs> no we did I think we were we were quite good in the slack chat back and forth but it was it was quiet enough overall it was it was chill yeah for a change, which was which was nice. I think we were all exhausted towards the end of last week. Just it's been so busy. So it was nice to kind of have those few days to ease into the weekend. Yes, completely agree. It's been a bit manic because we're in like the height of kind of holiday season as well. Like our the brands that we work with, they're trying to like get in some time off. So it's been like leading up to to planning everything kind of like similar to at Christmas you know that lead up to December and everything's a bit manic um but yeah the next few weeks actually are a little bit chill so we're focusing on a lot of agency stuff which is giving us the opportunity to kind of launch this podcast in the right way and we're getting up our blogs as well more regularly and it's been it's been really lovely, I think, actually, this time, just solely almost in a way focusing on SCA, mm. because I think for a while we didn't do that. So it's it's nice. I mean, I know for me over the last few weeks, just taking all of those time blocks throughout the week to completely focus on it. And I think it's helped us a lot. Yeah. And it's more structured as well, which is nice. Yeah, it is. It's lovely, actually. The agency stuff is kind of like what really I love doing um yeah so yeah I think I agree with you it's been lovely to kind of like change direction ever so slightly for for a minute and do this stuff this is the first episode that we're recording since the podcast actually has been released oh my god Sarah what about the technical issues (laughs) I thought it would never go off I, I like kept refreshing and I was like come on what is going on so Thank you, I think, to everyone for the patience a little bit. I know I'd received quite a lot of messages being like, oh my God, I just want to listen. Like, where's the podcast? And we were supposed to launch it. We were supposed to launch it like two weeks ago. And then, so everyone kind of will probably know this, that this podcast was a social care podcast. We rebranded it. And then in every kind of sense of the word, it was like a name change, artwork change. And then I kind of wanted to... I mean, we spoke about it, I think, on the first episode about how we basically got rid of all of the past episodes. And because of that, there was a moment in time. There was a moment of time where there was no content on there. Now, it was a very short window, but it was there. And because of that, and then the name change, the RSS feed had like our old name in it. So it was the Social Care podcast. So for like SEO purposes, for like all of those digital marketing things, I was like, I need to to like update everything. So then I was like reconnecting it with Apple, reconnecting it with Spotify. If anyone hasn't gone down this road before, and I hadn't like, I set this, the whole thing up like three years ago. So 
yeah didn't remember anything on how to do it I was like oh yeah I just remember that being really easy and then when I was going through it I was like no Kira, you remember this being really <laughs> hard and I was like yeah I do just like blocked it out and that just took a little bit of time and Fiona one of my friends who she happened to be visiting last week and I do my second podcast with her so she is like the producer if you will of everything to do with that like she edits it she uploads it like she manages amazing all of the technical side so then she came and I was like Fiona I'm having such trouble and she's like okay let me know what what what's going on and she was saying a big part of her job that she does every day is like troubleshooting problems so I was like okay, okay. I need you to to look at this and in fairness to her she took my laptop she sat down she had like Apple podcast open Spotify and she had Lipson open and she was like kind of just going through all of them she had like Google open she was like looking up everything and then after about a half an hour she came into me and she was like it's fixed and I was like what and she was like it's fixed and I was like I don't even know what to say <laughs> I don't even know what to say and then that's when I messaged you and I was like it's it's going up but yeah just big technical issues but it's sorted now and then I for the Thursday episode I had uploaded it and then our audio corrupted for the second one so I had to like re-export that in like our editing software um so it's been a bumpy road so for anyone it has been yeah thank you for your patience it's I think we're on the straight and narrow now I think we should be like regular Thursday podcasts I think it's okay hopefully but you know I think it was in a way it was kind of nice to have those first two episodes go up last week it was like a bonus episode almost in a way you get the first episode and then another one right after yeah so this is yeah like we were saying this is the first episode where we're actually recording where we've put out episodes into the world and yeah we kind of like drip fed them last week so then when they were live we were like oh they're actually up but there was no like promo but going forward episodes will be every Thursday yes so kind of going back to our historic timeline and I think after this episode I don't even think we need to like refer to to the old world of the podcast I don't think so no I think we're we're three episodes in we've turned a corner yes a sharp corner we're around it now yeah so we'll just keep going on yes absolutely and we are reaching out to some guests essentially what we wanted to do was put together everything from like a bit of a, a media kit for the podcast to go out to like some of our guests so Yes, between the technical issues and last minute branding changes, I will say, um, we're in the process of like almost finalizing that media kit. And we we know the guests that we want on. I just want to be, you know, have everything like really pretty and then reach out to them. Absolutely. And I think brands will appreciate that as well. And all of our guests, it just makes a world of a difference. Definitely. But the feedback's been really good. It has been. It's been really positive. I've got loads of messages from my friends and even people who I've never heard from before oh, last week that. saying I listened it's so good keep going can't wait to hear the next episode so it's been really positive uh, how are you finding like podcasting because it's it's relatively like quite new for you it is it's it is very new for me and I think the thought of it 
I was like oh my god a podcast how am I going to do this because it's for me it is a big thing because I've never done this before and I never thought that I would be the kind of person to do this you know yeah but I have to say I'm enjoying it it's a really nice way to start the week we're talking about something that we both love and know quite a lot about and I think it's going to be really good for me for confidence for like for so many different things it's it's yeah. going to help me in in a lot of ways and I'm really I am really enjoying it so far and and I can't wait to see where it goes because I do think there's a lot of potential with this mm. and it's something different that people haven't really heard before and I think it's something nice to have if you're a beauty lover or you work in marketing or you work in beauty if you're a founder anyone can listen to it you know so I think that's where we stand out I think as well because we recorded on Monday and it goes out on Thursday we wanted to like really have the in the moment stuff and actually talk about things that are really relevant I've got things on my list that I want to talk to you about today that I because I've been off for the last few days as well right so I'm not looking at my regular like marketing emails that are coming through and all of this but there's some things that just you cannot even try and hide from that have been absolutely everywhere for the past week and one of those things is oh my god the Barbie movie it is I actually should have said to you when we came on happy Barbie week because it's coming out on Friday (laughs) is it not even out yet no it's coming out on Friday happy Barbie week and you know, I'm actually going to see it on Friday. I'm I'm not even gonna lie, and I'm so excited. Do you know what? Um I was saying it to everyone. I watched the trailer yeah. and I was a little bit like, meh. I did like Really? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I kind of wasn't like, I have to see that, but I have to say their marketing has been on point and now it's kind of made me want to go see it Um, so maybe do you know what it do you know what it is for me Kira? it's the marketing and I'm also going for Ryan Gosling I mean (laughs) I don't know how I feel about him blonde but he somehow makes it work he does I think he's just so cool oh he He, is just everyone loves him yeah I mean I'd be so starstruck (laughs) (laughs) but the marketing has been like the promotion for this, the marketing for this. Mm. I've never seen any other movie do promotions and collaborations like this before. And like drip feeding it at every moment. So first of yeah. all, Margot Robbie, one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. The outfits, like the Barbie outfits, like taking the classic Barbie looks from like each of the different decades. And wearing them at the premieres and it's been oh my god it's been so nice do you know what I mean I know when I was a child Barbie was my world Mm. so when you get to see it being brought to life and all of the outfits I mean the outfits are probably one of my favorite parts as well seeing all of those be brought to life on the carpet it's just fantastic I love it and then obviously the whole theme of pink dresses pink tops pink pants whatever is huge now it's a massive trend well barbie core is very much here at the minute i want to talk to you about the brands because it it does feel like every brand now has some form of a barbie collaboration some way shape or form so we can talk about some of the brands 
But another thing I was going to say to you is I did spot online last week that Zara are doing a collab. And for me, I don't know, when I think of Zara, I think of like your beige trousers, your blazers, like, you know, your wardrobe staples, but like neutral. I know. And that collection is actually coming out today. I saw a video, oh my God, a fantastic promo video that they did on Instagram. I think they put that up over the weekend and it was like loads of love hearts coming down, like jumping onto the ground almost in New York City. It was so cool. It looked so real. It was insane. It was fantastic. But I do do get you when you think of Zara, it's very neutral colors. And now... We have a whole pink collection coming in. I do think it, it looks nice from the promo pics and stuff that I've seen. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see what the full collection is. Is it going to sell out? Probably. But it's the Zara backdrop because from a branding and a brand positioning point of view, I wouldn't have said Zara, the Barbie movie would have actually gone hand in hand. But no. I, I think it really works. And it's something different for Zara as well. I've never seen them do a collection like this before. And Penny's actually have done the same. I was in there over the weekend and the collection of bits in there is just, it's huge. Like there's, there's so many. I've seen Nick's mm-hmm. have also opened up a Barbie themed pop-up in London. Have yes. you seen this? I've seen it. I was actually looking at it over the weekend. It looked so cute. And it's a limited edition so it's running from the 14th to the 16th of July which is just passed so it was a pink beach paradise you said you saw this online yeah I saw it on Instagram oh so they did like a collaboration with like they basically did a Barbie collection yeah they did and oh my gosh it's it's so cute like I do think all of the stuff that all of the brands are bringing out they're they are really cute it kind of brings you back to your childhood it's very, I feel like we're in a phase of like a color explosion because yes. even someone like I went to see Harry Styles twice, right? And the things yeah. that I was like, I'm not a colorful girly girl, girly dresser or any yeah. of that. Like I'm, I'm kind of your Zara basics, you know, all of that. <laughs> yeah. And even when I went to Harry Styles, it was like, it was thought I had to go into the outfit I went to. I went out and I was like looking for pops of pink and things like that. And then like it does, it does very much feel like it's a colorful summer vibe. It does. And I also think the way the marketing team went about it was really smart. I think from a customer perspective, marketing shouldn't feel like marketing. It should feel like quite natural, a really fun, enjoyable experience for people and I think that's what they have done yeah they have done it to the T I mean they came out with a whole did you see the Barbie house you can rent on Airbnb yes insane it is insane and I I think things like that they've just made it an enjoyable experience from start to finish and I don't think it's going to end this week when the movie comes out. I actually think it, it's going to go on for another bit. Yeah, for sure. And then did you see like they even took over some of the stations in London? Like, yes. so the Barbican stop, actually, they changed it to Barbie can. So cute. And I was like, that's so clever. I love when yeah. marketing feels like that's so obvious. Like that was such a genius thing to do. Yeah. Just very clever. And again, I think it's often the simplest things are the ones that are going to do really well and blow up. 
like that was just a simple sign in a in a train station but I mean we've seen hundreds of posts about it a hundreds yeah speaking of signs and stations um we spoke in last week's episode about the Maybelline mascara and like going through on the underground and then following that I think maybe some people who are listening will have seen it because um this did go a little bit viral as well on TikTok but basically one of the girls from the Maybelline marketing campaign put together um kind of an explanation video so I'm gonna play it for you now because she kind of gives some really interesting insights Okay, so I work in the marketing team in the UK for Maybelline and I just thought I'd just share a bit of background about how this actually happened because, like, we had no idea this blow up so much. Um, So essentially, how it happened um, was, I think it was about, like, two or three months ago, give or take, um, me and my manager found this really cool video um, my manager's Delphine, shout out to her. Um, we found this really cool video on Instagram by this like CGI artist, and his name's Ian. I think his Instagram handle is Original, but I'll I'll write it down um, so you can watch watch like his stuff. Anyway, we saw it. And we're like, oh my god, it would be so cool if we do something like this because we've just never done anything like this before. It's 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 quite hard to do like really cool weird things when you work for such a big brand because there's so many hurdles you have to go through like lots of approvals and stuff so I don't know we're like let's just give it a go and we had this idea of doing this like is it real is it fake type content but we wanted people to genuinely think that Maybelline's actually managed to pull this off and we knew we wanted it to be about our mascaras so essentially I think I reached out to him on Instagram if I remember and I asked him, like, if, you know, I gave him, like, a rough brief and asked if he'd want to do this, and, and, yeah, and then he said yes. Um, and then, I don't know, like, fast forward a few months after a few back and forths, and he came down to London to shoot it. Um, he's, oh, my God, he's such a creative genius. Like, he came up with the idea of, like, putting lashes on um, transport um, and... I think he was really happy with it. We were really happy with it. And, yeah, and then we posted it on TikTok on Thursday. Honestly, like, I've I've seen it so many times. I feel like I'm almost desensitised to it. Like, I was, I was like, are people going to like it? Are people going to think it's weird? <laughs> like, I just couldn't, I don't know. I have no idea what people are going to think. But luckily, people loved it. Um, and I just thought I'd make a video because I feel like, people assume with these big flashy brands that there's like a huge marketing team behind it or we're just like these robots behind the scenes but actually it's just a a couple of normal people just wanting to do something fun (laughs) um and yeah I just thought it'd be nice to share like how these sort of things go down um but shout out to Delphine and shout out to Ian um for making this happen because it's incredible so I first of all loved that she did this video um, and a couple of reasons is because she made two very good points that stood out to me and I definitely want to hear what you think Sarah I don't know had you seen that video no never okay I'm actually shocked yeah so she's after getting like two million views on that video 
So two really important points that I think are really good for us to shout out on this as well is she talks about the fact that there is this, I think, thinking when you are a small brand or you're a small business that I could never compete with the Maybellines of the world or the L'Oreal's of the world. And look, they do have budgets. They have these high marketing budgets. But a lot of the time when you're not part of the global team, your ideas don't happen. So you can think yeah. outside the box, but they they very, very rarely get signed off. So the big marketing spend kind of tends to go on like your press agencies, your digital agencies, maybe some ad spend. You know, you could work with influencers, all of these things, but actually the really creative stuff that doesn't always take the bigger budgets can make such a big impact on your business. I really loved that she shouted that out because I had I have worked for the big companies, you know, I have been the person, these things don't get signed off. So I like that they kind of went a different creative route and they were like, we're just a really small marketing team. And I loved that. I think it kind of brings you behind the scenes of potentially what had happened there. And secondly, it's not real. I believe it's not real. It looked so real. It looked so real. It's so scary in a way to think that 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 was CGI yeah. and that it can be just made look so real when it's not. Because I was looking at the video being like, what station is that? Like, when did that happen? Like, yeah. what? how did they put that up? And like, no one would have spotted it. Like, it just... Yeah, it like that again. That was really surprising. Like you can do some really creative stuff, and it shows like where marketing is going. And we spoke about last week. I still haven't found that video, by the way, of like the hot air balloon coming out of the, the shop in Paris. No, I've looked. I've looked everywhere. I'm going to keep looking because, um, since we've been speaking about it on TikTok as well, I'm seeing so many more CGI ones, particularly like with trains. I feel like Maybelline yeah. did another train going through New York as well. Um, and look they're really really entertaining it's a different form of media it definitely makes you stop and watch the video twice it does I over the weekend I saw one from Longchamp it's a, a luxury bag brand yeah and they did a collaboration with this brand called Toilet which is really random oh. but they did a huge CGI video in Paris and they had like a baguette popping out of the Eiffel Tower and all of these different things and it looked so real obviously you know you'd know it wasn't real yeah but it was so cool I think I must have watched the video about five six times I was just looking at it like oh my god the power of CGI yeah is just insane and I think it is going to take off over the next few months I mean there's no doubt that things are going to get even crazier with it and who knows this time next year we'll be sitting here talking about something even crazier than this but it's just like the level up every time it's so clever yeah it's so impactful and it's eye-catching and I think that's what people want when they're scrolling on Instagram or TikTok these days it's just it's one little thing that'll catch catch your attention and and make you watch the video like six times you'll go onto their website you might even buy from them and this will trickle down as well like it will become really accessible for smaller businesses and brands and particularly like if you look in the way of like the metaverse is going you know it started off where I was like you know if you think back 12 months ago we were like "Mm, that feels like a really far off and you know Mm -hmm. even now 
the metaverse is so much more accessible you've got beauty week on on metaverse and beauty brands are doing pop-ups in meta and, and all of this and it's becoming it trickles down and sometimes sometimes it feels inaccessible but it will be probably quicker than we think yeah so absolutely and I think that's what people the people who are creating all of these things want to do as well is make it accessible for everyone and it should be it shouldn't just be for you know the top brands in the world it should be accessible for for everyone no matter what your budget is or how big you are or how small you are so another thing that is really kind of blowing up in the beauty industry and I think just in general actually it's still new I think people are still loving it it is kind of our main topic for today and it's threads yes oh my god Seriously. You still don't have it. Still don't have it. And I don't think we'll get it anytime soon. I think it'll be a couple of more months at least before we get it. Is there any update on, I suppose, anything to do with like the EU regulations? I haven't heard. I think it's been, I haven't heard anything. I think it's been pretty silent, actually. I I have not heard one thing mm. about it. I mean, you just see all the marketers talk about it here in Ireland. and But you don't see, I, I haven't seen the EU come out about it and give us an update I haven't seen anything because by the time this episode will come out it'll be like two weeks old so still very much in its infancy we wrote a piece on the website last week about like how beauty brands can use threads so we're gonna basically kind of go through that today because yeah we're a little bit into it now and we're kind of finding our feed I I have to say Threads is the app on my phone at the minute that is getting the most notifications. I've turned my notifications off on Instagram, so it, it maybe doesn't count. But um, every time I look at my phone, I'm getting the notifications come through on my app. Uh, sorry, on my watch. Ping, 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 ping. People are joining yeah. threads. So-and-so is following you. So-and-so is like liking this. It is active. Shakira, I think there's a, I read the other day, 150 million downloads and 100 million daily users. It's Huge. the most doubt like these stats are insane. And when we wrote the piece for the website, you know, that those were the most the figures that were most up to date at the time. Yeah. I'm sure it has um increased. But Mark Zuckerberg, who is Meta CEO, um, said that they now have over a hundred million accounts on the Threads app. And that was beyond their expectation where they wanted 70 million signups initially. Like, I mean, these are insane numbers, like 70 million, a hundred million. And at that point, when he had kind of quoted that it had been five days since the app launch. It has to be the fastest growing app that has ever come out. It just, it has to be. It is, yeah, it, it is. It's insane. It's the fastest in history. So, look, what I and I kind of put a little bit of my two cents in the article as well, where I was like, it has a couple of things going for it, right? The one thing that I think has really kind of, you know, I'm talking very much from like a personal user level at this point, but like, I have spent the best part of seven years growing my community on Instagram right so that's slogging putting you know content plans together and going on stories and showing up when you even don't want to and you know hours spending reels and engaging with communities and like you name it I've done it um and you probably have too and it's like you spent so long growing a community 
And then when a new app comes along, you're like, okay, amazing. I have to be on it. But you're starting from scratch again. Yeah. And that becomes exhausting. And I think what Threads has like really going for it is you can kind of take the exhaustion of growing up a new community and like promoting it being like follow me on threads because the app automatically does that and the breath of fresh air that I felt without that pressure away was actually really good and I'm like you know what I can just go on this platform and enjoy it for what it is and I can say stupid stuff and it feels like the vibe there is really healthy really happy from what I'm seeing now there is on the flip side of it because it is so like Twitter yeah and Twitter is so negative that you just kind of hope it doesn't go in the same direction but it generally seems that the people that are on the platform and look I can only look at my community and my experience Mm -hmm. so far but it feels like everyone kind of wants to keep it that fun happy place that's kind of like how I feel about it at the minute it just feels really lovely and I'm actually getting people on threads that don't follow me on Instagram at all so it does feel like there still is that opportunity for growth but I think even though it's so even though it's really big it looks and feels like it's really small at the state like the community vibe there that's what I'm getting from looking at people talking about it even though there's millions and millions of people on it you still feel like you're in a small little bubble in a way like it doesn't feel so big and I think that's what what is nice about it and I think TikTok did that at the beginning as well when it came out and I, I really like the element of you don't have to start from scratch with your followers and trying to build up engagement yeah. and I think that's going to help beauty brands who do launch onto the app it's like okay we don't have to the poor social media managers don't have to they do have to come up with a strategy but it's not okay we're starting from scratch it's just how do we build from the followers that we do have I think it takes the pressure off absolutely 100% honestly I think it does and we're going to talk through just a couple of different points on how brands can even just start to get involved because if you've been a brand that wasn't part of the Twitter generation it might be something you're like what is this like how do I even talk about like on this platform and I remember when I first moved to London and Twitter was one of the the brands I was in-house for a beauty brand and one of the the channels that was really successful for them was Twitter and like we were saying Twitter turned into a little bit of a really negative space and Instagram was just on the rise so it was like okay let's kind of focus especially you know in beauty it's such a visual platform that sometimes you kind of want to showcase how the product is working and the video it's hard to get across sometimes how a product can work without visuals and without video so sometimes a a kind of text-based platform doesn't seem like the right one but it's an amazing to actually connect on a conversational level so first thing that you think of is absolutely I think it's really nice as, as well because I think it kind of brings it back to the blog post days and I, mm. I loved all of those like Twitter blog posts and I know it is when you're a beauty brand and you're thinking of launching onto the platform it, you can add videos and stuff on there can't you and photos but yeah yeah you can. I like I like the fact that it's text and with the customer support aspect of that for beauty brands it just allows you to connect with your audience in a more personal way and they might feel like 
they can come to you with your questions and they, and they will be answered, which if you're on, I mean, if you're on Instagram or if you're on TikTok, sometimes it is a little bit more difficult to get around to answering those questions. Yeah, of course. And like you can create and again, trying to keep it a, a positive space. I know, know that this is sometimes where, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard it, but you know if you've got a complaint about a brand go to twitter they'll yeah. get you back all of this stuff so and they think that's why it's become quite negative but what brands can do on threads to keep it positive is kind of like you know use it as a platform to conduct surveys collect opinions like showcase like sneak peeks of products and you know just kind of talking about sharing amazing feedback potentially that you've got from from customers on products or these are our best sellers like there's so much it's it's about engaging in a conversation um what was really amazing back in the day about twitter what i loved is brands would engage in conversation about like tv shows that we were all watching so it'd be like the great british bake-off or love island or you know sometimes like i don't want i'm not watching love island this are you watching love island i watch it every now and then like it was very difficult. I mean, it always is difficult to get into it at the start. And then I kind of go through yeah. my moments. Sometimes after a long day, I sit down and watch it because it's just very light. It's a light TV show and it's airy fairy a little yeah. bit. So you can just watch yeah, it yeah. and tune out of the world for a bit. But it is, I don't I don't know how I feel about it this year. There's, I like it. And then there's moments where I don't like it. You're not watching it, are you? I haven't watched a single episode. I don't know. It's just... And did you watch it before? Yeah, I've seen every season. I've loved it. I didn't watch the winter one. And then I just haven't really got into the the summer one. But I've also not seen it as much anywhere. No, definitely not. But you know, I think I think the whole fact that the um contestants that go on there you know people can't use their social media nobody's running their social media for them I think that's played a a huge role in it not getting out there as much yeah because sometimes even the interactions on those pages with each other are actually really funny especially like if it's a couple together Mm -hmm. um on it yeah maybe you're right I'm just I'm not seeing it as much God, you could do a whole episode on you like, Love Island and the beauty industry like you really could. But no, just interesting kind of it, it came up there for me. But um, God, I can't even remember how we got on to Love Island. Yes, brands, you know, they would tweet along yeah. if it was a really popular show. Yeah, I can't even think of any other examples, but like the Maiden Chelsea's or, you know, just or even things the that are topical kardashians exactly do you know throughout the episode when that episode was airing they just tweet throughout the whole session basically or like how random brands have gotten involved in like vanderpump rules for example yeah um or housewives it's it's conversational and it's kind of this is where brand positioning comes into things really importantly because you'll understand what aligns with your brand 100 percent like the Eurovision like I worked in the hair industry so like the Eurovision was like really big so you know aligning with things and only you kind of understanding your brand will know what aligns and then that's kind of conversational element it's finding what your audience are also interested in and being like okay we both have an interest in this blah 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 and I think launching onto threads as well some brands have done that really well of just being like you know what 
let's 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 just make this lighthearted and funny and like have jokes with it it's like what was someone we were talking about this last week one of the brands can you remember who it was launched onto it and they were like this is feeling familiar like kind of basically saying this is twitter <laughs> yeah it was it was a social media app wasn't it wasn't it like tiktok it was or it was something along those, you're those lines right. it was tiktok it was definitely tiktok and then i think that another tweet that they had done has been like because you know they obviously beige flag oh, and it's yeah, like you're you know flag. the the filter and it's like great things about yourself <laughs> yeah. and then tiktok also put on it was like an, a beige feature of mine is that i always have to jump on the latest social media trend or something yeah I've, i think some brands have done it really well they have we actually did something on our stories i think it must have been on friday yeah we just picked out some of the top threads that we we loved mm. and i mean we had a whole range of different people in there we had beauty brands we had the likes of netflix love island and each of them did it in such a good way because i think they knew who their target audience was yeah so they were able to create conversation around around that and i think when a brand can do that you're successful like it's it's a win-win because you're you're going to target your customers your customers are going to respond back you're creating that connection with them and they're going to buy from you. And it's kind of, it brings it back to one area of marketing that I think sometimes can get a little bit lost. And that's the importance of tone of voice. Because oh my God, yeah. in the rise of TikTok and, and Instagram, and I think particularly with Instagram, to be honest, we've got like our templates. We know what colors we're working with. We know what, like how we edit an image or you know even Sarah you know for us with brands that we even bring it right down to like audio identity now as well and we're like well this is the kind of music that we will put on reels and this is what the brand sounds like but sometimes we've kind of lost a little bit like how the brand talks which brings back to a little bit traditional marketing which I I personally love I mean I'm kind of like you as well loved the blog era and I love writing and and I know you do as well um so it feels a little bit like a throwback but I I also think that's the like your tone of voice and the way you come across in text is often the most important part like if you take away the visuals and how a brand looks it's when when you're a customer it's okay how are this brand speaking to me Mm. And it's how are they coming across to me and how are they selling themselves to me? Like what makes me want to buy from them? And okay, yeah. it's the amazing bags or the nice makeup product or the incredible perfume. But it's it, I think at the end of the day, it comes down to how are they speaking to me? And I think that's such an important factor when it comes to branding and when you're creating your brand and you're launching and all of this it's how are you speaking to your customer how do you make them feel that's the most important part I think you could take away all of the nice colors and everything I think your tone of voice is the most important part at the end of the day yeah and it's it's so important then to how that builds your community and how you respond to people how you speak to them and actually one of the things when we first started the agency and we were working with um kind of like smaller businesses and people who maybe just been starting out and they they hadn't really done any form of marketing before a lot of the time you might find that they've kind of come from 
a different industry or they've just not worked in marketing before um, and they would reach out to us and they'd be asking for a social media strategy but actually not realizing that they needed a marketing strategy so we were like you know what we need to go like we need to go back a step because you're missing a lot of like the fundamentals that we need it's not just um a logo and you think it's just a visual identity but actually it's brand identity so we would do a lot of work with them on like tone of voice and like how you sound and the words that you speak and it's like yeah you know there's like whimsical language or it's almost like um oh god like I I I have this whole piece uh, we haven't done it in a while actually because a lot of the brands we've been working with over the past year are are in positions where they have all of this stuff which is great but yeah maybe we can do an episode on like brand ID, identity versus visual because I think that would be it's so important it's so important and I think Instagram threads it kind of reminds people and brands oh like we need to actually look at our tone of voice again because you 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 can get lost it's very easy to get lost in the world of branding and making sure your colors and your fonts are right that you kind of leave the tone of voice behind so I think you I mean no matter who you are what industry you're in keeping that the front and center of your brand is just I I personally think it's really really important for building that connection with your customer there's um a brand that always I always always use as an example of a brand that had their their tone of voice just and their copywriting whoever their copywriter was yeah chef's kiss like she was amazing or they were amazing um but it was basically um it was Alexa Chung and it was her fashion brand um and their Instagram handle was Alexa Chung- Chungstagram um, and it, yeah she had that fashion brand going back <laughs> about like five years ago do you remember it I, I've never heard of it okay I know who Alexa is and I've, I've watched YouTube videos of her and stuff yeah. but I never heard of that brand before she's amazing but she had this fashion brand and I was working with a fashion brand at the time so they kind of brought it onto my radar a little bit but just how good the copywriting was on social um and I remember kind of almost like studying it because the caption always was a pun of what was being shown in the photo always and like you know the way sometimes and we'll always kind of do this with a brand as well we'll have a set maybe 10 20 captions of like okay this is like this is a caption for our mission and we might have three or four different versions of this that you can pop on um, some like brand building content so you don't always have to like reinvent the wheel and make things a little bit easier but this brand was so clever like you could tell like the thought that went into the yeah. copywriting on everything um I, I don't know maybe I just appreciate a good pun but it was so good like I used to actually go on and like kind of like study them almost and I always use that brand as an example of just people who did it really really well um unfortunately that brand is no longer around but I always I always use it as an example I'm pretty sure I might have like screenshots of of old um of old social media posts from them so I might try and, and get it out um see if if I have any of them still um I'm sure I have them on hard drive somewhere but yeah be interesting if anyone remembers the Alexa 
Chunkstagram and how amazing the captions were. This is the second time this week I've spoken about that account. It's still with me. Really? Still with me. Even the name, the name of the account is just funny. Oh, do you know what? It was just, <laughs> it was just done so well. Um, yeah. Yeah. But that's another thing, you know, it, it's how people remember what you say as well. It's not just yes. about the visuals. Um, so then with threads, obviously that plays a really big part as well and the community element. And I think kind of leaning into that community element as well, um, I think you can use threads if you're kind of struggling on what to talk about. It's kind of bringing people behind the scenes. So kind of letting them know of like, I've seen a couple of people doing like what we're working on today and like just actually saying that. Um, and kind of bringing in like what you're working on to be almost like a sneak peek of like maybe what's coming up or like how you are working on a service if you're service based um, in the beauty industry you can kind of use it as offering out exclusive deals that you're doing or promotional activities that you're doing as well um, which sometimes you know it's not the stuff that you're going to put on Instagram unless it's Instagram stories and then you know I think it's stories can be so saturated that you don't always see people's stories um so yeah it feels like there's a lot of opportunity that's kind of slightly different to things that you would talk about on Instagram and that's kind of what I like about it as well it's kind of bringing back just a little bit in the moment stuff um that we don't like not not everything is in the moment mm. on Instagram anymore it's a bit like no it's not like you see that with a lot of influencers even when they put stuff up they'll put their location and blah 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 and then they'll be like oh but I don't post live like that was like two days ago yeah. or whatever I think it's really interesting and I also saw Adam Mosseri he um did a a video on Instagram last week just talking about the updates and stuff that are coming so I think it'll be interesting when like hashtags are brought into play here how is that going to work on threads is it going to affect the algorithm is it going to help people grow yeah. I think there's so much opportunity with it and I think it'll be interesting to see over the next few weeks when those updates come out I mean Kira you'll have to keep us updated on I am like the inside I... source here <laughs> yeah you you really are the inside source of the agency I know you're our go-to girl stop I know we'll have to get Jen on as well she's she's on it um but yeah I'm so annoyed for you guys in Ireland in just in the EU who don't have it yeah um but I read this thing the other day. Now, I don't know if it's true, but if you are on threads and let's just say you get sick of it or it's not for you, if you want to delete it, do you end up deleting your whole Instagram as well because it's linked? I have heard that. I have heard that. That's the one thing. That's still to be confirmed, though. I don't know. But I also, I wouldn't be going around testing it, to be honest. Oh God, no, I wouldn't either. No. Can you imagine? God, no. No, I wouldn't be testing it. Oh my God. Um, Look, it feels like it's got more legs than like say the clubhouses of the world when we were talking about clubhouse and and all of that. And um, God, there's been a few others that have popped up over the years, but it feels like, you know, if Meta, if Meta commit to something, they're going to make it work. It's like the reels. It's like, you know, everything else all of the updates and things and for the most part it feels like threads is going to be here for a little bit I would say the biggest thing I would think it the 
my biggest takeaway so far is it feels like it's a more of a relaxed approach so I think for any Mm -hmm. brand that's kind of trying to figure out what to do I would say just take it as another space to connect with your community on a more personal level um the one thing I would say is if you haven't thought about tone of voice before it might be a good starting point which can feed into other areas of your marketing and you might find that it improves actually your Instagram strategy in many ways yeah and definitely like the tone of voice for your your email marketing and also like blogs that you might have on site how you talk about your products it can lead to a much bigger conversation around marketing which I always think is such and as we've kind of spoken about in detail in this episode as well but we did write the blog post so we've got lots of additional information there just like tips on like ways of getting started so such as putting up exclusive content sneak peeks maybe doing the product feedback and testing there's a lot of stuff that you can do around collaboration there as well so we'll leave a link to that blog post in the show notes um but I think my biggest takeaway is just have a little bit of fun with it and I think that's what everyone is doing. I mean, I know Lux Girl, they're, I think they're doing a really nice thing where every day a member of the team takes over the threads. They'll put up a picture of themselves and say, I'm taking you behind the scenes today. Ask me any questions. I'll answer anything. Love that. And I think that's helping them. I mean, they do an incredible job anyway at building a community. Yeah. But that's going to help them grow on there. Yeah. And I, I love those aspects of they seem like a huge brand and they are they're massive but I think when you can bring it down to okay just ask me anything and I'll be here and I'll answer I think that makes you stand out because you're creating that connection and it almost feels like you're one-on-one with whoever is taking over the socials that day yeah a hundred percent that's such a good idea I actually don't think I follow them so good maybe I do ah well yeah I'm sure I'm sure I am in the way that like (laughs) yeah you know the way it syncs all of your followers and who you're following I'm sure I'm following them um but yeah I I think we've kind of covered a lot today we have we dived into a load of different areas but I mean they all link up at the end of the day when you think about it everything merges into each other yeah it just shows as well a lot can happen in a week in beauty and in marketing in general so much it is crazy I mean if I went on to Cosmetics Beauty last week, read all of the posts. Even two days later, there's tons of new stories. Every single day, there's something new. But I think that's the exciting part of marketing as well and being in the beauty world. It's just that there's so much new stuff every single day. And it's so exciting to see how brands are moving and what they're doing and collaborations and this and that it's an exciting world to be a part of I think yeah for sure and I hope everyone is enjoying the episodes one of the things actually I almost forgot was we wanted to um bring to the podcast something that we do on our Instagram so if you're not following us we're so agency um on Instagram but because we work primarily with beauty brands we wanted to introduce our beauty pick of the week so it is something that we do over there so we're going to talk about it here as well um and I think this week we're starting with Neof who is our content editor at the agency so her beauty pick of the week is actually a product I have 
I love that. Tenth muse, isn't it? Tenth muse. So it's this solid, um, it's this solid perfume bomb, um, which we discovered at a beauty pop-up in London from Ray the Store when it was on in Notting Hill. It yes. was their first like beauty pop-up that they did. And this is like just first of all, look at the colour. It's this beautiful like sage. So green. aesthetic. They do four this brand launched this year and basically it's a solid perfume, perfume bomb. Um, I'm sorry, I couldn't actually help not smell it <laughs> while I was saying that because it is so beautiful. They've got four different scents. Um, the the packaging itself is like the, the bombs are refillable. Um, oh, amazing. They're refillable, which is so good. So, you know, you've got that. They're big on sustainability as well. Oh, my God. The, the scent that I got was date night. And, and that's the one we put up on our stories. Oh my God, it's so good. I And it, it lasts and everything throughout the day, does it? Yes, I've been loving oh. this. So yeah, 10th Muse, um, solid, sturdy packaging. And the price point is actually really good as well. It's I think I paid like £25. No way. Yeah, like 25 well, maybe. You wouldn't get a perfume like that for £25 these days. No, you really wouldn't. Um, So what you do is you apply to the pulse points such as your wrist and neck and carry with you in your compact and refresh your scent wherever you go. Um, Descriptors that we've got just on this is it's magnetic, poetic, addictive. Um, And then the top notes are peony, gardenia and peach. Middle notes, rose, vanilla, jasmine. And then the base notes are patchouli and vetiver, which I mean, I always love a vetiver, a peony and a rose. So absolutely, you can tell why I loved this one. Um, I love how compact it is. It's so easy to take with you when you're traveling or just throw it into your bag it's so small like it's it's perfect do you know what it kind of smells like is the joe malone like peony blush is it that one? Oh, i love that yeah it kind of smells like that so anyway that just was this week's beauty pick of the week um we won't always have the product on hand i'm sure but it's um just wanted to give a little shout out to that one but i think the packaging is so lovely there's such a, a new brand as well um yeah yeah that's they're blowing up they're blowing up I see them everywhere on socials they're doing a really good job with their marketing so definitely give them a follow and if you're looking for a new little kind of perfume I would definitely recommend absolutely I'll have to try and get that myself now yeah I'm sure they ship to Ireland they better have to go on and check it um okay fab well thank you to everyone as always for joining me thank you another good episode fab okay well have a lovely week and we will be back next year next year next year oh my <laughs> i'm God. signing okay. off for the year yeah that's it okay bye guys <laughs> no we'll be back next we'll week. be back next week <laughs> absolutely fab bye, bye.